Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down Luke chapter 16 and Luke 16 is uh, really bunched in with Luke chapter 14 and 15 because uh, Luke sets up the context uh, for Luke chapter 16 in chapter 14. Uh, Jesus, if you remember, if you listened to the previous podcast, uh, Jesus has been invited to a Pharisee's home for a meal and he uses uh, this opportunity as he's eating with these Pharisees and he's watching them jockeying for positions at, at this guy's house. And they're having to get up from the table and move to a different place on the table because somebody with more honor came in. And so they had to, uh, you know, they had to uh, learn some humility. And, and so that was one of the lessons that Jesus was trying to teach these Pharisees as he was hanging out with them was humility. And in Luke chapter 15, he gives three parables um, because in, in, in at the very beginning of Luke chapter 15, Luke starts off talking about the people that Jesus hung around with and how the Pharisees just it just blew their minds that that they're like, if this guy's really God, if he's really from God, then he would never ever hang out with these types of people. And yet uh, Jesus, he gives three different parables uh, to explain to them that what his mission is, and 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 he has come for the lost sheep. He has come for the lost coin. He has come for the prodigal, and 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 so Luke fourteen and Luke fifteen and Luke sixteen is all lumped together and it's Jesus trying to give examples to the Pharisees to teach them how they really should be. He's trying to get them to see how they are, how they they should be showing the heart of God, but but they're not. They're they're doing the totally opposite of what they should be doing. And so here in Luke chapter 16, Jesus is going to give two more parables uh and the first parable is uh the parable of the the shrewd manager and then he's going to give a parable of the rich man and lazarus and we may get to that one or we may have to wait to uh another podcast we'll see how we are with time when when we get down that far but the parable of the shrewd manager uh it goes like this jesus told this, this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. And one day a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called him and said, What's this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, Now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches and I'm too proud to beg. Oh, I know uh, how to ensure that I'll have plenty of uh Plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. And so he comes up with this plan. And it says in verse 5, So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. 
And he asked the first one, how much do you owe him? And the man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. And so the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. So he cut it in half. How much do you, uh, he, 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 uh, and he goes to another one. He says, how much do you owe my employer? And uh, he says, I owe him a thousand bushels of wheat. And his reply was, here, take this bill and change it to 800 bushels. So he, he knocked 200 bushels off. The rich man, Luke says in verse 8, the rich man had, uh, or Jesus is saying actually, Luke's pinning it down, writing it down. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd or wise. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd or wise in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. Here's the lesson Jesus says. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you are faithful in the little things, and that, 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 was, that ended the parable there. But Jesus goes on to say, and we'll cover this, If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And see, here's, here's the whole problem with, with uh, the Pharisees. Jesus is saying they're not being honest. They think they are. But they're really being dishonest. He says, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate the one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And then in verse 14, the Pharisees who dearly loved their money heard all of this and scoffed at Jesus. And then he said to them, You are you like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. And there, 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 there is the heart of the matter. You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses, and the messages of the prophets were your guides, but now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its force. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the smallest point of God's law to be overturned. For example, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, and anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. And then he's going to give the parable of, of the, the rich man and Lazarus, which we will get to probably at the next podcast. So Jesus tells this story about a person who was very rich, right? And in order to keep up with his money and all of his assets, he hires someone to manage it. Uh, the, I, I would love to have that, that problem. I would love to have so much money that I would have to hire uh, a, a CPA or, or somebody to... Uh, keep up with all my millions but uh, unfortunately for me uh, I'm like everybody else I struggle and, and it's basically paycheck to paycheck so I don't have uh, I don't have uh, this this problem with the, uh, this like this rich man does where he ha he has so much stuff and he has so much money he has to hire somebody to manage his stuff but that would be a good problem to have but the problem here is that the person that he has hired, uh, this manager to uh, manage his assets and his money, was dishonest. Um, 
even though maybe he he was he was tr- a trusted person, uh, his his obviously his employer has put their trust in this person, and he has paid him well. But for whatever reason, he was dishonest, and he's wasting his employer's money. And so basically, the the uh, employee then was a hypocrite. You know, he he dressed the part. Uh, maybe he lied on his resume when he was interviewing for the job. You know, he 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 maybe he he tricked somehow this this uh, rich man into thinking that hey, this is an honest guy. I can trust him with my money. I can trust him with my assets. I can trust him with all my stuff, and he'll take care of me and my stuff. But he tricked him. He he was not uh, honest. He was not trustworthy, and uh, uh, he was um, dishonest. He was ungrateful, uh, and he wasted his employer's money. So uh, maybe this employer, and I, I can remember um, when when I work in retail. Now I work for myself now, self-employed, but I remember when I was younger and I worked in retail, I would have thoughts like this, and this is why I jotted these down in the notes, is, is I would think, well, this place doesn't pay me enough, or this place, no matter what kind of percentages I make for this company, they don't respect me, they're, they're, they're not listening to me, um, they're, they're, you know, they just don't care, so I'm going to take what I want and I'm, and I'm not going to pay for it. And I, I can remember one time when uh, I was working for this mom and pop store, and it ter- it taught me a lesson about stealing, because I would take M and M's off the shelf and 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 just eat them, and then throw the wrapper away, and never pay for it. And and one day uh, uh, I I can't remember if I quit or I think I quit, and uh, and then I come back and and to work for the guy uh, later on down the road. And and when he hired me back, he 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 looked me straight in the face and he said, "Now you're not going to take any more M and M's from me, are you?" And I just looked at him with the, I had these wide eyes, my mouth just dropped to the floor. I was like 16, 15, 16, 17 years old, and I said, "How did you know I was taking M? Because we didn't have cameras in the store back then. This is a long time ago. It was over 30 years ago. And and, and I'm like, how in the world did you know I was taking M and M's? But he knew the whole time." That, that I was taking M&M's uh, every now and then and, and eating them and not paying for them. I was stealing. And it was it, it was so shameful. But this guy, he had no shame whatsoever. He was uh, stealing money. He was Maybe he was selling assets. I, I, don't, I don't know what all he was doing, but he was, uh, he was dishonest and he was uh, not managing... Uh, this rich man's assets or his money the way he should have been and he's wasting this guy's money and uh, for whatever reason uh, he was dishonest and untrustworthy and uh, he his heart was not right and that's what Jesus is, is trying to explain uh, in this parable to the, his because he's talking to his disciples and he's talking about the Pharisees and he's saying, look, they, 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 they look like they're righteous on the outside. They look like they're serving God. They look like their heart is right, but they're not. They're, they have an outward appearance, but they are dishonest. They're not trustworthy. 
and and uh, and he's basically telling his disciples, "Don't be like these guys. You be like me. You t- you learn from my example." And uh, and we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But this manager who was working for this rich man, he was living life to the fullest. His pockets are getting fat off his employer's money, not his own money. Well, maybe he is working and he's getting paid, but he's also robbing uh, his his uh, employer, this rich man as well. So he's kind of double dipping, if you will. And the employer realizes what's going on. And so he draws the line in the sand. And he says, get your report ready, which, which means I'm holding you accountable. I am holding you accountable because you're going to be fired. You've been... You, you've been uh, uh, squandering my goods. You've been wasting my money. I found out about it. It's time for you to go. So get your report ready and I'm just going to find out exactly how much uh, that you squandered and, and that you've wasted of my money. And uh, he's saying your time is up. And so what the what the rich man is telling his employer is that you are about to face the consequences of your actions. And, and that's one thing that we... we we when when we're doing something wrong, we're not thinking about the consequences of our actions. We're thinking about how fun this is, how great this is, and, and we're just having this great. Because I mean, sin is fun. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Sin is absolutely fun, and, and uh, it, it it we can get on this high. It, it, and this guy was absolutely living life to the fullest, and he was not real. He was not thinking about the consequences. And now he has been caught. And much like when we're caught and, and, and we start blaming everybody else and we start blaming this person, we start blaming that person. We, we, you know, we don't, we don't want to face the consequences of our actions. We cannot say, Hey, you know what? I'm wrong. And you know, I've done this deed. I have done this sin. And, and now I've got to go face the consequences. We don't we don't think about that, and we don't want to face the consequences, and that's exactly uh, what this guy does. He does not want to face the consequences of his actions after he has gotten caught, and so he freaks out because he's done a lot of people wrong, not not just his employer, but he's done all these other people wrong as well. He's been taking money from them, and he ha- he his dishonest ways have caught up with him. He has no friends. And since he's given a little bit of time to get his report ready, he, he, he comes up with a little crafty way of, of making friends so he'll have a place to stay once he, because obviously he's, he's living at the rich man's house. And so uh, he's fixing to lose his home. He, he's not going to have a place to stay and he has no friends, so he has nowhere to go. And he's fixing to be hitting what we call rock bottom. And, uh, and, and, and so he comes up with this conniving way to make friends, and he wanted people to like him because he needed a place to go when 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 he loses his job. Um, but why did he do this? Why, why would why would he deceive people, and why would he can he, he why would he tell go to these people and say, hey, how much do how much do you owe this guy? Well, I owe him a thousand, or I owe him eight hundred, or you know, so on and so forth. Well, cut your bill in half. Cut. Cut two hundred bushels off, uh, because he, he he wants these people to like him, so that he's gonna have a, a, a place to stay. He he was he was a sneaky guy. He was he was conniving, and and 
instead of facing the consequences of his actions, he, he actually continues his dishonest ways. He, he is showing his true character. His true character. And, and that's what Jesus is saying about these Pharisees. That he, He's trying to say, look, they're, they're showing, their, you know, out in the public, they're acting a certain way. But if you really watch them and how they, uh, how they act, they're showing their true character. You know, we talk about character. What is character? Character is what, is what we're doing or how we're living when we're in the dark, when we're alone, when, when, when people can't see us. And, and but God can and and that is how we act when we're alone that is really our true character and Jesus is saying don't be like these Pharisees be like me learn my, the lessons that I'm trying to teach you and so listen to what Jesus says about the rich man and what he thought about uh, his employee in verses 8 and 9. He says, The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being shrewd or wise. And he says, And it's true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. And here's the lesson Jesus says, Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. So the rich man was actually impressed that his employee was so shrewd or so wise and how he manipulated people because that's what he did he manipulated people so he could take care of himself remember that jesus uh was talking to the, to the disciples i said that earlier and that's the way that the, uh, luke 16 starts off that jesus is having this conversation with his dis disciples and and he's talking to the side but when we read this parable and the rest of the chapter and I've already said this before, but we learn that there are Pharisees present as well. And that is why he is telling this parable. It's about these Pharisees. And, and, and uh, he's wanting his disciples to see the Pharisees' true character. And he says, here is the lesson. So when Jesus says, here is the lesson, we don't have to guess what Jesus is talking about in this parable. He actually tells us the lesson. And the lesson is, use your worldly resources, Jesus says, to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. And if you think about it, the heart of God is about serving others and helping others others and jesus of course is the ultimate example of this but what we do is much like the pharisees we we were greedy we're selfish and instead of taking the resources and the blessings that god has given us and helping other people we we, we become hoarders and we, we we hoard these things up and we keep them to ourselves and we don't share them with people. And that's not, that's not the way we should be because Jesus was the greatest example of serving others and helping others. And we see this as we study these Gospels, especially when we started Luke. Luke really points out that how all these people, uh, uh, poor people, and all these people with these different kind of needs would come to Jesus. And not once did Jesus turn anyone away he always would would meet their needs, and and he the Bible says over and over that he was moved with compassion, and he had compassion on and and pity 
uh, on these people who had all of these needs and, and he was selfless, not selfish. And he just gave and he gave and he gave and he gave until he ultimately gave everything that he had on the cross, right? And, and then and, and he died on the cross for our sins. He gave his life for us so that our sins could be forgiven. Well, the Pharisees, on the other hand, they're selfish. They're greedy. They didn't care anything about any. They didn't care anything about those poor people, and 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 that's what Jesus uh, says about them. Over and, and especially in Matthew twenty three, Jesus pronounced all these woes on the Pharisees, and he's just hammering on these guys because of the way that they are. And and he says. Um, that they they're more in love with themselves and they loved their money the pharisees were very rich they they were very very powerful but going back to the lesson that jesus wanted his disciples even as well as us today to learn is this that god has given us all kinds of resources to use and if you think about it everybody has some type of need uh, I when I would preach, I was I, I would always say, you know, meet people's needs, but we can't meet your needs unless you tell us what your needs are. So there's there's kind of a two way thing going on. We have to share our needs with people, and uh, that allows them to have the opportunity to meet our needs. If we if I don't know your need, there's no way I can meet your need. So we have to share our needs, and when people share their needs with us. We have to take the resources that God has blessed us with and help meet their needs. That's what they did in the early church. When when we went through the book of Acts, and if you haven't listened to those podcasts, please go back and, and, and listen to the study of Acts because um, we broke that down uh, a lot. And, and and we see how the early church, I mean, that, that, that's the only way they could survive was their unity and how they, they met each other's needs they took care of each uh, each other and especially when persecution came in and, and, and families were being broken up so they would have to reach out and and help those families that were being persecuted because dad would be killed or mom would be killed or grandma grandpa would, would be killed and so jesus is trying to teach his disciples what the heart of god is really about and that is serving people serving people love god Jesus says, and love your neighbor as yourself. Get outside of yourself and meet people's needs. We are to take the resources that God has given us and help meet other people's needs and not hoard them up for ourselves. We are to be faithful with what God has given us no matter how little or how what we may think is, we might think that they're insignificant. But, um, the it's the little thing you hear people say this all the time it's the little things you know little blessings little blessings we think oh i got to do this big thing for this this person no the little things and that's what jesus says in verses 10 through 13 he says if you are faithful in little things you will be faithful in large ones you know your neighbor may need their yard mowed or their gutters cleaned out you know, the little things could be such huge blessings and he says, but if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Why? Because your heart's not right. It's all about the heart. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven, Jesus says. And if you're not faithful with other people's things, 
And why would you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters. You will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Now, let's look at the Pharisees for a minute. They, they have all kinds of resources to help people. They are, they are very, very rich. They are very, very powerful. But they, they know the law. I mean, they, they knew the Old Testament. They, they knew uh, the first five books of the Bible uh, they knew what the Psalms say. They, they knew what Solomon said. They knew what uh, uh, the prophets, both major and minor prophets, they, they knew what the prophets said, like the back of their hand. So they, they know the law. They have the power. They have all kinds of money. They've got people looking to them to be godly examples. Uh, but what do they do? They, instead of helping the poor, they oppress the poor. They don't have anything to do with people because they're look they're too busy looking down on the, on people or like the like the Pharisee said in the temple he said God I'm 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 glad I'm not like this guy over here and it, and, and the guy's just got his head bowed and he can't even speak to God he's just beating on his chest and the Pharisee's saying look at this dude I'm so much better than him I'm glad I'm nothing like that person and their, their hearts were far from God far from God. But yet Jesus said that they played the part out in public. The peep, They tricked the people and they deceived the people just like uh, this employer did in this parable. And actually what the Pharisees do and, and, and we do the same thing today if we're not careful is we, we let uh, our blessings, the assets that God has given us to use we let them become our gods. And I mean that, that little g. And here's why I say that. Because of what Jesus said about the Pharisees. He says, The Pharisees who dearly loved their money, they heard all of this that Jesus was telling his disciples and, and they scoffed at Jesus. And he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses, and the message of the prophets were your gods. But now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone is eager to get in, but except for you Pharisees. That's what he's saying. But that doesn't mean the law has lost its force. It's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than the smallest point of God's law to be overturned. So he's saying that God's law is still powerful. It's not going away. I'm here to fulfill the law, but I'm not doing away with it. The law is powerful. And then he gives an example of, of divorce and remarriage. But I picked one verse out of Matthew 23 where Jesus pronouncing these woes to the Pharisees. And Matthew 23, 4 and 5, when he's slamming these Pharisees, he says, this is what Jesus says about the Pharisees. He says, they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. He says the Pharisees are just burdening the people and they don't lift a finger to help the people out at all. They, they crush the people. They crush them. And that is not the heart of God. Uh, that is a selfish heart who doesn't care anything about God. They care about themselves and they care about their power and they care about their riches. In verse 14, it tells us why Jesus told this parable. Even though he was talking to his disciples, right? He knew some Pharisees were listening and he's taking a, a jab at them. Uh, and he did that quite often. 
Um, they're supposed to be representing God, like I said, but they're doing the very opposite. They do not show the heart of God, but Jesus does. He was God in the flesh. The Pharisees are all about themselves, their power, their money, but God doesn't care about himself. Think about that. God doesn't care about himself. God is, is compassionate to others. In Philippians 2, it talks about Jesus, how he humbled himself. He, he didn't think about, he, about being equal with God. He, he didn't care anything about that. I mean, he cared, but he didn't, he didn't think anything about that. He humbled himself, and he came to this earth, God did, and he put on flesh. And he died on the cross for our sins. He, he, he was uh, compassionate to others. Jesus was. And if you think about it, all, uh, God is so powerful. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful, right? He's so powerful that he could speak in Genesis 1 and created the universe and everything on it and in it. And, and you think about since the uh, invention of telescopes and how we're discovering all these new galaxies and how they're just going and going and going and, and expanding and it just keeps going and going and we're able to send these uh, 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 rockets and satellites into space and are taking pictures and and we, we've got things on Mars that's running around taking pictures and picking up rocks and just all this cool stuff. God spoke all this into existence and and and, and he he uh, he humbled himself and 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 even though he's all powerful he 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 humbled himself and he he put perfection aside uh, in heaven and he left heaven and he come down to this nasty earth and lived among pathetic man and he was sinless and he became sin on the cross uh, uh, for our he paid the price for our sin because he knew he was the only one that could do it that's why the bible says there's no other name under heaven whereby men can be saved. It's only through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says no one can come to the Father except through me. But he, he, he's humble and, and, and he's accountable to God. He, 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 Jesus took the resources that God blessed him with while he was here on this earth and he blessed others. He took those two fish and those, uh, or the, uh, the, the fish and the bread and, and he multiplied it and fed over 5,000 people up to Ten to fifteen thousand people. We don't know exactly how many people were there, but he he would stop funeral processions and and raise the dead. He 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 cast out demons. He he opened blind eyes. He touched lepers, which was a no no. You didn't touch lepers. You you stayed as far away as you could from a leper. They had to be living in quarantine, and and yet Jesus reaches out and he touches the leper. It just shows. The heart of God, and 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 He, Jesus is telling His disciples, "Be like Me." You can listen to these Pharisees, but don't be like these Pharisees because they're teaching God's law. They're teaching the right thing, but they're not living the right thing. And so you listen to me, and you you watch me, and you follow me and my actions. You have a heart like mine, and do what I tell you. Because if you do. God will take the small things that you do to help others, and he will give you greater things. But if God can't trust you, and if he can't trust me with the small things, he's not going to give us anything else to, to help others. If he sees that we're being selfish with it, then, then that's all we're going to get. So make sure that your heart, and I'll make sure that my heart is where it should be, and that's towards God because Jesus says we cannot have two masters. 
He says, you cannot serve God and be enslaved to wealth, riches, money, and power. So I guess the way I want to end this podcast is this. What are you focused on? Are you are, 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 like the Pharisees? Are, are, are you selfish? Are you greedy? Are you, are you looking for power and, and fame and fortune and riches? Or are you looking beyond this life? Are you looking into heaven and, and, and where Jesus says, you know, there, where, your, where your treasure is, there is your heart also. And so where is your heart? It, it, we're, in, in, in another way I could say it is where is your treasure? Because uh, if we're if we're trying to um, um, be like Jesus, then our treasure is going to be in heaven, and we're going to be taking the blessings that God has given us, and we're going to take these resources He has blessed us with and help meet other people's needs. Because that's what Jesus did. Are you being like Jesus? And that's what Jesus is telling His disciples: Be like Me. Have the heart of God. Do you have the heart of God? Can people see Jesus when they look at your life? Do people see a selfish, greedy, power-hungry, money-hungry person? Or do they see Jesus? I hope and pray that they see Jesus. We'll pick up with uh, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus in the next podcast. Thank you for listening today. God bless you. I know life is hard. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Grounded Podcast. Thank you for sharing it with your friends and your family, your co-workers. And I, I just pray that if you need anything, that we can help you, no matter how little or insignificant that you may think it is, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com and we will get back with you as soon as we possibly can. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to The Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.